Welcome to the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. All the information you need to make the most of your fantasy football league with just a touch of sarcasm to keep you from taking yourself too seriously. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this latest episode of the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. I did that perfectly. It's Thursday night. Time to get the podcast in the can because there's a football game coming up, and I have a bet on that game for tonight. San Francisco versus Arizona. Um, This is your weekly dive into everything fantasy football and other stuff. And this week, we are going to have a lot of other stuff. Because, as you know, as I've been saying for the last couple of weeks, Dan has been busy doing the his volunteer work for the Hartford, Wisconsin haunted house. So I've been either doing the podcast alone or bringing in special guests. We had our executive producer a couple of weeks ago, Wayne, and this week we have another special guest, and it's our our um, medical expert. That we bring in for medical questions. That's right. And my wife, Judy. He was desperate, let's be honest. <laughs> she, she wanted to spend time with me, so I said, well, why don't you sit on the podcast and you can make some bets and you can guess some measurements for the fantasy girl. Oh, woo-hoo. maybe I can do better than Dan. But well, don't you think I have the look of Dan? You well, know, you I do. You have, like... your, you have your glasses, your reading yeah. glasses down on your nose. <laughs> yeah, and you got all your paperwork in front of you. Yep. And, um, I'm organized. You you made a comment today that I don't know if I liked. Uh oh. Just one? <laughs> you 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 said that it was you felt it important to check the knowledge of the host. Yes, yes, yes. So I have a couple of questions for the host. All right, and be, before we get into that though. Okay. Let's let you know what's gonna be on the show. It is week nine of the fantasy and NFL season. We're getting close to playoff time in fantasy football, and uh we're right in the middle of the, the heart of the NFL season. So we're going to have all your, your news and notes for week nine, everything you need to know to make the best selections for your week nine lineups in, in fantasy football. We also have our beat the host. This is our weekly contest that goes for the length of the season with our 13 lucky listeners. And um, we'll be talking with the losing team from last week, the team that had the least amount of points that being Chris Rayfeld, he's going to get a chance to vampire a player from another team other than the top-scoring team, and he'll also get a chance to make a free agent pickup if he wishes. So we'll we'll find out what he does with that a little bit later on in the show after the news and notes. And then we're going to do our must-starts and don't-bothers for Week 9, who I think, the guys who I think at the main positions in fantasy football that you should be getting in your lineup or sitting down on your bench and why I feel that way. Um, and then after that, we're going to make some bets. Time for you to make some money if you can't make it winning fantasy football the way I am not going to be doing this year. Whew. Four leagues I'm in. I still have a grand total between all four leagues of two victories. <laughs> huh. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and, and I, I think this is the reason why I want to check the knowledge of the host. Oh, that, that's why, huh? Of this podcast, because you seem to be choking quite a bit. <laughs> Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks. I'm here um, for you. And then after the, the betting, we're going to see how knowledgeable my wife is about women. She's going to, <laughs> <laughs> she's going to get a chance to um, 
guess the measurements of our fantasy girl, our little fun thing that, you know, that makes this show something for the guys. Your chance to look at some girls' pictures. Great. So check out the website where everything that we're going to talk about today is, mycfl.com. All the links to the news and notes, all the, the bets that we're making, you can check up on how we're doing so far this year. And then also the Fantasy Girl of the Week. Um, you can also send us an email if you've got questions, comments, concerns. CFFpodcast at hotmail.com or you can get Dan, find out where the hell he is, at strap1971 at yahoo.com. Also, if you wish, you want to send us a voicemail or send us a text that we can play or read on the air, send it to our fan line, 414-520-8249. Remember, it is a family show, so no swearing or not a lot of swearing. You could swear. You could say, like, crap and poop and maybe shit. We'll let go, but not the F word. Ooh, snap, no. All right? So um, you have questions, right? Before we get to the news and notes. Me? Yeah, this will be part of our other stuff that we, we talked about. Oh, yes. Yes, I do have a couple of questions for okay. you. Okay. All right. So you ask those questions, and you can let me know if I'm knowledgeable and should keep doing this podcast or not. Okay. Well, the first question is, um, do you know which franchise is the oldest in professional football history? The oldest in professional football history? Yes. Uh, I believe it's either the Green Bay Packers or the Chicago Cardinals. Chicago Cardinals? Yes. Why don't we try Arizona Cardinals? Arizona Cardinals are not the oldest franchise. That's the wrong answer. They started off as the Chicago Cardinals. The Cardinals started playing professional football in 1899 in Chicago yeah. under the name of Morgan Athletic Club. Yeah, the Chicago Cardinals. Whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Boy, everyone is stupid except me. That's right. <laughs> Your next question. All right, so do you know which team entered the league in 1921? Is there only one? Yes. Um, Dallas Cowboys. Who's your favorite team? Green Bay Packers. Jeez, do I have to coach you this <laughs> much on the questions? <laughs> All right, next. And do you know whose um, historical NFL nickname is the Muscle Hamster? The Muscle Hamster, yes. I actually do know this. This is... Um, a muscle hamster. He is a running back. Oh, crap. I can't remember his name. It's right here. See it? It's a running back. Correct. Okay. Uh, right. Did you want me to give you a couple of names? Just give me the first name. Doug. Doug Martin. Yes. Yes. Wow. You the muscle might, hamster. You I might am. be competent to do this show I'm intelligent. after all. I am intelligent. <sighs> all right. How many yeah. more of these do you No, have? this uh, I'm done. This one's kind of lame. You would have guessed it right away. <laughs> what was it? Brett Favre. Of course, you know the... Wait, how do you refer to him? Goat? Not Brett Favre. Aaron Rodgers is the goat. Whatever. All right. You ready for some news and notes? Yeah. Okay, here we go. So you had all that work to do today, and those were the best questions you can come up with. I was given very late notice this morning that I had an obligation after work. And unlike <laughs> you, I actually have to work for a living. I can't just, you know, okay. exercise my index finger on occasion. It's and time for the news and notes, everybody. I was talking. <laughs> and 
as you heard, we, we always start with the siren each week so that you know who's all injured and who's ready to go. And uh, after a spectacular first impression for the Arizona Cardinals, who started off, as we found out, as the Chicago Cardinals, running back Chase Edmonds <laughs> is now likely to miss multiple games after injuring his hamstring. Now, injured hamstring, are there different... Um, levels of injury to the hamstring? I believe so, yes. But could you coach me on these questions before you just... Well, I'm just giving you the same thing you gave me, just like out of the blue. It's different. This is your profession. Oh, no, 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 no. What muscles do I deal with other than my vocal ones? His injury is reported to be fairly serious. So in order to give the Cardinals some sort of running game, the team went out and traded for Miami Dolphin running back, well, now ex-Miami Dolphin running back, Kenyon Drake. The Cardinals reportedly gave up a conditional draft pick in 2020 for the rights to Drake. So seriously, injured hamstring, that can be bad? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You disconnect that bad boy from its points oh. of ver- Well, yeah, oh, ouch. Yes, yeah. absolutely. But if it's just a pulled hamstring? You know, I, I think I'm speaking out of my... League? Yeah. So why are you our medical expert? Well, I do have Google and references available to me. <laughs> so so do I. <laughs> Denver quarterback Joe Flacco is going to miss a few weeks with a neck injury suffered this past weekend. That's serious, though. Yeah, that, f- there's varying degrees of that. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's funny how that happened right after he criticized the Broncos coaching staff, seeing that they're afraid to lose a game. The criticism came after the Broncos punted the ball with a tenable lead in their game with just a few minutes left instead of going for it on the plus 40-yard line on fourth and four. Subsequently, the Broncos lost the game. Speaking of horrible quarterbacks, newsflash, Cam Newton is going to miss another game. Hmm. Do you not like him? If only... There was a fantasy football podcast out there that would have told all of its listeners that Cam Newton was not going to play again this season. If only there was a podcast. Do you know of a podcast that would have done that? I'm sensing that you're on some kind of soapbox right now. Yes, it was the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. Was it Dan? No, it was me. Oh, you. I said Cam Newton is not going to play again this season. Don't be fooled by his. It's just a minor foot injury, blah, blah, blah. He is not going to play again this season. Mark it down. All right? Check. Injured running back Darius Geis looks to return to action for the Redskins in week 11. That is the soonest he will be able to be taken off the IR list for Washington. He is currently practicing with the team. If he does return, his first game will be against the New York Jets. Not a bad, soft team to get your legs underneath you after an injury. You know what he injured? Nope. His knee. Running back James Conner left Monday night's football game against the Dolphins with an injured AC joint in his shoulder. Oh, you know what that's like. He he was seen after the game with his arm in a sling, just like I was. Yeah. Now, seriously, though, our AC joint, it happened when he hit the ground, which is apparently how it happens. But um, I know they're horribly painful, but it's not a terrible injury, correct? Can I plead the fifth? Yeah, I... I, I know. I've, I've had two AC joint sprains. They hurt like hell. So I can only imagine how he's feeling right now. If he keeps it in a sling, 
This is Dr. Dave talking. And taking his medication as directed by his provider. Right. It should be better by the next game for the Steelers. The good thing about those sprains is they don't last too long, as I know. With Connor now ailing, look for Jalen Samuels to return for Week 9. He said he could have played in Week 8 if he was needed, but he wasn't. Samuels is reported to be back at 100%, and he should be considered a high-end RB2 for all you fantasy owners out there. What's RB2? RB2 would be a running back, too. So if you have, let's say, your list of say you're allowed to have six running backs on your team. Mm-hmm. He would be considered one of your second best running backs. Okay. So you have your RB1s, which are like the Ezekiel Elliott's, the, um, who else would it be? Saquon Barkley's and all that, the, the big stud guys. Jalen Samuels right now with the position he's playing for the Steelers with Jim, Jimmy Connor, James Connor out, um, he would be considered an RB2. So a guy you want in your lineup. Got it. The Cincinnati Bengals look like they'll be joining the Miami Dolphins on the race to the first draft pick in next year's upcoming draft. The Bengals have decided to bench the red rifle, Andy Dalton, in favor of rookie quarterback Ryan Finley. Finley's first game will be week 10 of the NFL season after this week's bye. Finley's first game will be against the first place Baltimore Ravens. Cincinnati Bengals. Now, when the season first started, we were talking about anybody out there who has a, a they're in a survivor pool, you know, where you pick a team each week to win a game, and once you pick them, you can't use them again. And I told you what my plan was going to be, that I was going to pick every team that plays against the Miami Dolphins because the Dolphins are the worst team in the NFL right now, and uh, there now is a second team, and that's the Cincinnati Bengals. So if you're getting scared about playing – the teams that are playing the Miami Dolphins, plus, you know, in a couple weeks you're going to have teams having their second game against the Dolphins so you can't reuse them. You're going to have to find a different team anyway. I'm giving you permission to look at the teams playing the Cincinnati Bengals, and you'll be fine. She'll be fine. Because as I could tell you, I won one of my survivor pools winning playing this way, and I am one of the final six people Six people in my other survivor pool. Did you say teeple? Yeah, I was going to say six. I was going to say 60 people, but it's only six people oh. in in my other survivor league. But uh, there you go. Uh, with the trade deadline come and gone, the Chicago Bears have decided to stick with Mitch Trubisky as their starting quarterback. Why? Well, your guess is as good as mine, but that's what they did. That's it for the news and notes. That's it? That's it. Do you have anything? It's been a... Uh, Pretty nope. easy week this week. Yeah, sorry. So, so that means we're going to get on the phone and talk with Chris and see who he's going to take and beat the host. So here we go. I'm by winning. I win here and I win there. Now what? I'm sorry. Winning. so much you may even get tired of winning that's right charlie sheen and our president donald trump they introduce our winning segment which is also known as beat the hosts which has turned into beat the other 12 guys you're playing against because that's the only way you get prizes and 
we realize we may have to change this up a little bit next year so it's Dan and I can be more involved than we are. But uh, each week we talk to the team with the least points for the week. And just because I was second worst, I get to say that our loser this week had 13.9 points. Or no, actually, 13.6 points. And that guy is Chris Rayfeld. Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I didn't know it was that low. That hurt. Yeah, that hurt. Well, I was only at 15.6, so you only beat me by two, or I beat you by two. Yeah, but I only had two players playing, so that's all good. I know. Well, yeah, that's still, you know, not good. I had guys out, too. I had a guy on injured reserve that I can't do anything with unless I start losing. But, um, and and you're, you're obviously going to make somebody really angry this week because you don't have a choice. You can't even not be a dick on this. Oh, sometimes you just have to be a Richard, right? That's right. <laughs> sometimes you have to be a Richard. So um, just to go over, over your team with everybody, you have quarterback Matt Ryan. He was on a bye last week. You have oh, he Antonio. Was hurt last week, he's on a well, he bye was, this week. Oh, he's on a bye this week. Hurt last week. Yes, you are correct. Um, you have Antonio Brown, who is not hurt. He's just hurt feelings. He's not even on a team. You have David Johnson, who's not playing this week. He's hurt. You have yeah. George Kittle, who's actually playing this evening, and uh, hopefully he'll get you some points. And you have the Kansas City defense, who not bad, but you know not the best. And now you know how this works, but to remind everybody else, you get, if you want to, the chance to vampire a player from another team and switch players with them at the same position. You're going to do that, I assume? Definitely. Which team are you talking about taking a player from? Originally, I wanted to take Aaron Rodgers, but of course we can't take him this week if somebody had high score. Oh, yes. A team with the high score you are not able to vampire from, and that would be the guy with... Aaron Rodgers, who should probably yes. be top scorer now for every week, except when Aaron Rodgers is off, because as we know, he's the GOAT. Best ever? Exactly. Hi, there you go. All right, so we're going to go, actually, Judy, Judy, of... Judy just gave me a dirty look. He just got oh. the stink eye. Oh. All <laughs> oh, right, no. which team do you want a vulture for a vampire from? Well, we will be taking Christian McCaffrey. So you're going to be going from Jack Weber's team. He has Jared Goff, uh, Christian McCaffrey, Chris Godwin, Vance McDonald, and the Cleveland Browns defense. And you're going yes. to give him David Johnson and take Christian McCaffrey. That is correct. So there's a great likelihood. Great likelihood we may be talking with Jack Weber next week. <laughs> well, you know, you just got to do what you got to do. And then you also. If you wish, you get to drop one of your other players and pick up somebody from the free agent list. Do you wish to do that? Definitely. We're finally going to get rid of the Central Michigan greatest student, oh, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown is going, and you are going to pick up who? We're going to replace him with Mike Evans from Tampa Bay. Mike Evans from Tampa Bay in exchange for Antonio Brown. Very yeah. good. Um that's all I need you for this week. Um, anything else you want to bring up? Anything you want to talk about? You want to make a deal? I want to make a deal? Yeah, like a trade in one of the leagues or no? I ain't got nothing to trade this week. Yeah, I don't either. All right. I don't have anything to trade either. You don't have a team. 
<laughs> we got to get her a team. Oh, God. No, so, we do not have to get her a team. So that, that's it for this weekend. Hopefully we won't talk to you until the end of the season, which means you'll be one of the top three winners, and you'll get to pick a prize. Oh, let's hope so. Yeah. All right. So um, unless, well, since you have nothing else to talk about, good luck, and um, we'll talk to you again sometime. All right. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Be good. All right. Thanks. Bye. Well, that's it. That's um, Beat the Host. And now, as we always do, we move right into the must-starts and don't-bothers for Week 9. And there are always a lot of them. Quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, tight ends. Or what, do you have a question? Nope. You don't have any questions? Nope. Nothing you want to ask? Oh, I have a lot of things I want to ask. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Um We'll start with the must-start quarterbacks for this week. Week 9, Matthew Stafford versus the Oakland Raiders. Stafford posted really strong fantasy numbers the last two weeks in a row for any Matthew Stafford owners out there. Uh, this week, he gets another good matchup against a soft Raiders defense. And although it is morbid to think about, on Johnson going down for the, for the Lions with his injury two weeks ago, just may have been the best thing for Stafford in his fantasy statistics. The offense has changed completely to a pass-first situation. There should be plenty of fantasy passing stats in this game, considering Oakland's defense allows the second-most quarterback points in the league. What game is this again? This is Detroit versus Oakland. Are you still trying to make your bets? Kind of. You better hurry up because we're doing them right after this. Just remember who got them immediately before we went on the air. (laughs) Next must start Josh Allen versus Washington. This is uh, pretty much the same situation that Matthew Stafford faces in Detroit. Allen, a good quarterback with rushing ability, goes against a dreadful Washington defense. Along Along with his rushing ability, Josh Allen should find plenty of opportunities in the passing game as well. I also like Kirk Cousins of the Vikings and Lamar Jackson versus the Patriots. Why do you like those two? Well, Kirk Cousins the last couple of weeks has been blowing up the stats field. You know, a lot of touchdowns, a lot of passing yards. So if you have him, you want to put him in your lineup until he comes back to the Kirk Cousins that we know and love who can't complete a pass, that guy. Is he on your team? No. No, I don't have him on my team. Because aren't you choking? I'm not doing well, but I need to finish this. Oh, sorry. Okay, okay. <laughs> Quarterback don't bothers for you this week. Carson Wentz versus Chicago. The Bears are looking for revenge after this past week's loss to the Chargers. There shouldn't be many fantasy points to go around for Wentz as the Bears defense looks to tee off on anyone in hopes of turning their season around. Get Wentz on your bench this week. Also, Baker Mayfield against Denver. At the beginning of the season, the Broncos' defense didn't look very good. In recent games, however, they have improved greatly, ending their previous week with an outstanding performance against the Colts. I think Mayfield is going to be overwhelmed this week against the Denver defense and a porous Cleveland offensive line. Other guys I don't like, Phillip Rivers against Green Bay. Terrible. He still doesn't know how to throw a ball, and he's going against the best team in the NFL, Green Bay Packers. Running back must starts for wow, this week. we're not biased at all, are we? <laughs> Running back must starts Jordan Howard versus Chicago. I mentioned this last week, and it continues to prove true. You want to run against the Bears. Go straight at Khalil Mack. I told you that last week. The Bears. Look what happened. 
That is what Jordan Howard will be doing all day long. Howard had 96 yards and a touchdown against a better defense in Buffalo last week. It should be easy going for Howard this weekend. I also like Devin Singletary against Washington. Let's face it. The Bills need to just make Singletary the main running back in their offense and feed him the ball 20 or more times a game. What's his name? His name, Devin Singletary. He's got a cool name. Yeah. Yes. There you go. <laughs> that from the girls. Uh, you're going to see Devin Singletary getting the main carry this carries this weekend against the Redskins. Singletary should get the bulk of the carries considering it has become evident that Frank Gore no longer has a second gear when he is running. I also like Philip Lindsay for Denver, and I like Mark Ingram against New England. As far as running back don't bothers, LaShawn McCoy versus Minnesota. McCoy had a huge fumble last week against the Packers and was subsequently benched for the rest of the game. The Vikings have a very tough rush defense. I don't see McCoy getting much as far as fantasy stats for this weekend considering the fact that they are going against a Minnesota defense that is allowing just four yards per rush and the fifth fewest fantasy points to running backs this year. I also don't like David Montgomery versus Philadelphia. Montgomery has been up and down this season so far. Last week he was playing really well, but was overlooked at the end of the game because the head coach didn't want to risk a turnover or four-yard loss before kicking a field goal that he missed. This week, he goes against the Eagles, who have one of the most formidable rushing defenses against the run, allowing just 2.9 yards per rush and 19 fantasy points per game to running backs. There's likely to be more passing in this game than running, which would mean more work from Tariq Cohen. I'm also sitting Ronald Jones for Tampa Bay and Melvin Gordon for the Chargers. Wide receiver must starts. Allen Robinson versus Philadelphia. Yes, Mitch Trubisky has been horrible this year. However, this is a great matchup for Robinson. Robinson has been the target leader for Chicago and has scored double-digit points in all but one game this season. That scoring should continue this week against Philly. Also, Tyrone Williams versus Detroit. After missing two straight weeks of action for Oakland, Williams scored a touchdown in his fifth straight game played. This week, he has another matchup against Lions- defense um, that has given up 322 passing yards to Daniel Jones. 322 yards to Daniel Jones. That's not good. Last week in week eight. I also like DK Metcalf against Tampa Bay and DJ Moore against Tennessee. And as far as don't bother for wide receiver, Sammy Watkins versus Minnesota. Last week, Watson or Watkins had eight targets. This week, I think Watkins will have a tough time finding open space against a tough Viking secondary. Play him if you have to, but don't expect a lot of production from him this week. And Terry McLaurin versus Buffalo. I know McLaurin is a tough player to sit, but I am telling you this is not a good spot to put him in your lineup this week against Buffalo Bills. Add to the fact that he may be trying to catch passes from a rookie quarterback, Dwayne Haskins, if Case Keenum is unable to clear concussion protocol. I am also sitting Marquise Brown against the Patriots and DJ Chark against the Texans. And finally, the tight ends. Must starts this week, TJ Hawkinson versus Oakland. Now, Hawkinson has been disappointing this year so far. Trust me, I know this firsthand. I have him on my team, and I've been crying all season long. Trust him. 
This week, however, he has a great matchup against an Oakland defense that has been prone to giving up big-time points to tight ends all season. I also like Cameron Brait versus Seattle. Brait may be the only shiny spot for Tampa fans this weekend. O.J. Howard looks like he is still going to miss another game for Tampa, making Brait the only real tight end target on the team. As far as Seattle is concerned, they have allowed the fourth most fantasy points to opposing tight ends this year. I also like Jimmy Graham against the Chargers and Zach Ertz against Chicago. And finally, tight end don't bothers. We have one. Only one? Noah Fant versus Cleveland. In his first game without Emmanuel Sanders, Fant saw season-high eight targets. Even with the eight targets, he only recorded 26 yards. Don't bother with Noah Fant considering they also are going to be having a rookie quarterback or a second-string quarterback who plays like a rookie, throwing him the ball. Hmm. I also don't like Jack Doyle at Pittsburgh or Mark Andrews against New England. Do you have any must-starts or don't-bothers? Nope. That means it's time, then, to get in the casino and make our bets. Here we go. Here we are. We're in the casino. It's time to make some money, if, especially if you're in the same position, like I mentioned, like me, where you're not going to be making any money winning your fantasy league this year. This is your chance to uh, pay off the house with, with our picks. And... Here we are through eight weeks of the season, and if you would be using my picks, you would be winning 66% of of everything you've bet, well, of the games I've picked. Six, I'm, I'm at 66% correct this year. Last week I was 8-7. and seven. Um, Dan hasn't played the last couple of weeks, so he is still at 50% after a very, very uh, fiery, hot start to the season. He's cooled off on the last week and then has been gone the last couple weeks, so he hasn't been picking, so he remains at 50%. But as we do every week, we go through some NFL games and some some college games, and you're going to make a couple picks too, is that correct? I am. All right, you got a couple NFL games and and a college game. Yes. All right, so um, you can, as always, find these bets or these picks on the website, mycfl.com, on the sports investing, the sports wagering page. And uh, we always start with the NFL games, and I'm going to go through my first game and uh, use them if you want. They're free, so take that for what it's worth. My first game is tonight, San Francisco versus the Arizona Cardinal. Cardinals. Right now, San Francisco is a minus 10 favorite. The 49ers just had their biggest win in the season, scoring 51 points against Carolina. They are one of the final two teams in the NFL that are undefeated in 2019. I am not worried about the short week of rest going into tonight's game against the Cardinals. The Cardinal defense is not playing very well lately. I expect San Francisco to take control of this game early, especially with their defense that is allowed a league-best 224 yards per game this season. I feel like I'm getting the hang of this football thing because I picked them too. You did, huh? Yeah. You picked them too, so you have San Francisco minus 10. Yes. Okay. My next game, any reason you want to give or you just... 
No, because Kathy lives in California. My sister lives yeah. in California. And this is this is what you get when you <sighs> My next game, Green Bay Packers versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Green Bay minus three and a half points. I'm taking Green Bay. The Packers are marching very confident, confidently towards a playoff spot and a likely number two seed in the NFC, just like I selected at the beginning of the season, a number two seed in the NFC. This week they play a Chargers team that is still unable to fill a 27,000-seat stadium in their hometown because they're terrible and they're struggling. I love Green Bay winning this game easily. The offense is back on track. Excuse me. Puberty kicking in, huh? The offense is back on track with a likely Coach of the Year candidate, Matt LaFleur, and a possible MVP quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. Give me Green Bay. I'll lay the three and a half points. What's your next game? Um, The Bears and the Eagles. You're taking? The Eagles, of course. The Eagles, and how many points are they giving up? Minus five. So you you expect Philadelphia to win the game by six or more points? Yep. Okay. Because you tell me that the the Bears suck. They they do. And I listen to everything They're you horrible. say. They're horrible. My next game, Baltimore, plus four versus New England. I'm taking Baltimore and the points. The Patriots are finally, here it is, week nine, and they're finally going to play someone in the NFL rather than the terrible teams they've been playing so far this year. Yes, the Patriots have been good over the last eight weeks, but I do not see them blowing out the Ravens the way they have the other NFL sisters of the poor teams that they've played so far this year. I think this is going to be one of New England's toughest games of the year. I also would not be surprised to see Baltimore win the game outright. Give me the Ravens, and I'm going to take those four points also. You have another game? I do. What about Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Seattle Seahawks? I have that game also. Who are you taking? See, I feel like I really... I'm, I'm moving up here. I'm taking the Seahawks. I am also taking the Seahawks. Yay! Minus six and a half points versus Tampa Bay. I cannot. No, 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 no. Stop. What about the bell? No, we'll get to that later. Oh. I am taking Seattle minus six and a half points. Like I said, I cannot see the game ending in any other way than a Seattle romp. The Buccaneers are falling apart. Jameis Winston can't seem to complete a pass to anyone on his own team and yet head coach Bruce Arians continues to roll him out there every week, blaming everyone except Winston for the interceptions. For that blind dedication to Winston, Tampa has lost three games in a row. Give me Seattle minus the six and a half points. Are you done with your games? Yes, sir. Okay. My last two games in the NFL, Houston Texans minus two versus Jacksonville. We have another game in London this week, and it's the Texans and the Jaguars. Why we're playing in London, I have no idea, but we're playing in London. Houston is playing for the lead in the AFC South, and he'll be taking it out on Jacksonville this weekend. I like Houston in this in this game. I also like the spread. I think it's going to be a close game with Houston winning by six or less points, which is why I'm taking Houston minus only two. If it was three, I'd probably stay away from this game. But it's two. And finally, Dallas Cowboys minus seven and a half versus the New York Giants. Dallas, in case you were wondering, is a pretty good team right now. And the Giants are still horrible. 
It is almost unbelievable that they're getting worse as the year goes along. I don't see them being close in this game. I like Dallas to open it up on Monday night. Uh, the team is playing well right now, and they seem to be playing even better against low-quality talent um, like they have been all season. They play really good against the bad teams, and then when they play the good ones, they're not very good. So give me Dallas, and I'll lay those points. And now we go to the college bets. You have one in this, right? I do. Who do you have? Rice. The Rice Owls versus? Marshall. What is Marshall? Minus 10. No, what's what's their team name? Marshall Jets. The, the Thundering Herd. Oh, maybe I want them to win instead <laughs> of Rice. Aren't you going to ask me why I picked them? Yes. Because I'm hungry. You're hungry, so you, you picked the Rice. All right, and what's the point spread? Um... Rice plus 10.5. So Rice is getting 10.5 points, so that means they have to win the game or lose it by 10 or less points. Do we think that's going to happen? I don't I don't know enough about either team. I'm going to let you just stick with that since, you know, you're picking games because you're hungry. Okay. All right. My college bets go like this. Appalachian State minus 16.5 versus Georgia Southern. I like Appalachian State a lot right now. They're playing very well. Um, they're a very tough team and a very uh, potent offense. Uh, my next game is Baylor minus 18 versus West Virginia. I took Baylor because that's where, you know, the Magnolias. Yeah, Joanna and Chip. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's not why. Baylor is a very good team. West Virginia, ever since they lost their head coach from last year, Dana Holgerson, have not been very good at all. I am taking Baylor minus the 18. Um, my other game, Florida plus six versus Georgia in the world's largest cocktail party, which they don't call that anymore because, you know, God forbid we, we, uh, we, uh, you know, say anything good about drinking, but that's what it's called. The world's largest cocktail party played on a neutral field in Jacksonville, Florida. I'm taking the Florida Gators plus six versus Georgia. Yes, Georgia's a tough team, but Florida, this is a, this is a rivalry game. And I'm going to take the Florida Gators. I'm sticking with another Florida team. Florida State, minus four, versus Miami. Florida State right now is just playing better, and uh, I like them to beat up on the Hurricanes. Uh, Oklahoma State, minus three, versus TCU. Give me the Cowboys, minus three, against the Horned Frogs. Go from, Horned Frogs! From Fort Worth, Texas. We were there. We were there. What's what's the saying in for the horned frogs? Gig 'em, gig 'em frogs. Remember? Nope. Okay. Auburn minus nineteen versus Mississippi. Auburn very good in the SEC. Mississippi in the SEC not very good. I'm going to take Auburn minus nineteen against the running rebels. And finally, Oregon minus five versus USC. Oregon Ducks have one of the best defenses in the Pac-12 and quite possibly NCAA completely. Go Ducks. We love the Ducks. At least I love the Ducks. You like the Ducks? I love the Ducks. All right. So we're taking the Ducks against USC. Ducks are making their play to be in the college football playoffs. So that's it. Remember, don't bet any more than you can afford to lose, and it's only gambling if you don't know what you're doing or... If you're picking teams because you're hungry <laughs> or because your sister-in-law lives in the state. That's right. 
So, uh, again, check them out on the website, mycffl.com, on the wager page. Look at my side. Um, don't look at Judy's. Okay. Well, she has a couple picks there like mine. Exactly. All right, you ready to get in the club and make some some uh, uh, guesses on women's measurements? If I must. <laughs> Here we go. It's time for the Fantasy Girl, everybody. That's right. It's Fantasy Girl time, everybody. This is the part of the show that is for the guys. Clearly. Because guys like looking at girls, especially good-looking girls. <sighs> and that's what this is about. You can check her out on the website, mycffl.com, mycffl.com on the Fantasy Girl page. And as always... Normally, Dan is going to be making the, the calls on the measurements, but he's not here, so we're going to go with Judy. And our fantasy girl this week is Leanna Decker. Leanna Decker was born in Ashland, Kentucky on August 31st, 1991. She is a glamour model whose career, popularity, and followership quickly soared when she became Playboy's Cyber Girl of the Week in July of 2011. Cyber Girl of the Month for November 2011. And finally, she earned the 2012 Cyber Girl of the Year title from Playboy. She is very popular. Okay. She considers herself sassy, sweet, and sexy, and can easily switch between riding a jet ski and holding a rifle inside a shooting range. First settled. <laughs> like most models with nothing else to do, Leanna is very passionate about animals, especially pandas. She wants to be a full-blown vegan and is on her way to qu quit non-vegetarian food by dropping one meat at a time. Leanna is an owner of two bulldogs and a poodle. I put that in there for Dan since he likes bulldogs. Um, she also loves traveling to exotic location, locations and loves to spend time with her family and friends. The green-eyed, red-haired, Glamour model stands five foot, five inches tall. She's she, short for a model. No, five, five is not bad. She wears a size two dress. She weighs 110 pounds. And her measurements are, we always start with the chest. Okay. Am I just doing the number? Not well, number, the cup you, size? You, you, you can do whatever you want, however you feel. Um, I think she's a 34D. Well, you got the D, right? She's a 32D. Oh, I was only off by two. Yes, I am. Dan would be proud. <laughs> Your, her waist. Um, 23. Oh, Dan, I'm letting you down. I'm sorry. 26. Oh. And her, hi her hips. You know, you should enlarge the picture for me a little bit. And, just, just, just and don't hips. think that I'm going to miss this. I might get this one. Okay, hips. Wait, what was her breasts again? 32, 26. Okay, if that's 32, I'm really good at math. Um, hips are 38. <laughs> wow. 32, 26, 36. 
But I was so close, honey. Man, not close enough. Leanna Decker. Dan, I'm sorry. <laughs> Leanna Decker, your fantasy girl of the week. Check her out on the website, MyCFFL, along with everything else we talked about on this show. Uh, it's week nine again. Good luck, everybody. And um, You should have enlarged the picture for me. Yeah, that I would have gotten more. That would have helped. Mm-hmm. Um, remember, send us an email with your questions, comments, concerns, cffpodcast at hotmail.com. Or Dan at strap1971 at yahoo.com. And don't forget the fan line, 414-520-8249. Your voicemails, your texts, send them. We'll read them or play them on the air. And as always, until next week, be good and, you know, don't lose. All right.